Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. As usual, I'm James Rushton and I'm feeling a bit deflated. It's been a, a rough week after beating Wolves. Um, certainly, we are looking at the gaps now that are emerging between Wolves and Cardiff and Aston Villa. Uh, Cardiff, of course, had a game postponed today. Um, it was a chance uh, against Derby to go 10 points clear of Aston Villa. Aston Villa, who have fell twice in the space of a week to both QPR and Bolton. As usual, I'm joined by Danny Raza. And how are you feeling about all of that? Uh, you know what? It's just one of those it's one of those miserable weekends, isn't it? Uh FA Cup football's on, which is you know, which is good, I guess. But uh I have to say Villa's result against Bolton was the most deflating result of the season. And uh essentially it sapped so much excitement for the next couple of months, like out of the season now, basically. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for the playoffs now. Um effectively. Uh I, I hate to say it, but after those two disgraceful performances this week. The players have absolutely bottled it. Um, automatic promotion is not happening. Uh, we can kiss goodbye to that now. It's a case of trying to get as many wins as possible now and seeing if we can keep that third place spot uh, because, quite frankly, uh, we, we don't really want to be drawn up against Fulham in the second, uh, I mean, in the semi final. Uh, and I think, you know, we need to be looking at trying to get ourselves the easiest playoff leg possible. Uh, I'm also snowed in today as well. So it's not uh, not a great weekend to escape the football. No, not brilliant, is it? Of course, we had some FA Cup football earlier. We saw Wigan get torn apart uh, by Southampton. It wasn't, you know, they were knocking on the door as well. Um, but it, yeah, it's just been a kind of an all-round deflating week. Uh, we'll start with uh, QPR. We're going in a chronological order, of course. QPR, just a few days after beating Wolves, mate. Um, QPR came to town. We fielded a completely unchanged team. Um, Miller Yednak started, uh, Louis Graben started up front. Uh, we had Snodgrass, Adomi on the wings, and of course, Jack Grealish didn't go to plan at all. Uh, they took the lead very, very early on. And, um, once their first goal in went, went in, um, I thought, yeah, Villa, Villa can fight back. This is a Villa team, mate, who can fight back and, uh, won't have much to worry about. They, of course, took the lead 12 minutes in from, uh, Ryan Manning. Uh, I thought Villa could come back. I thought, hang on a minute, that's just one goal. You know, we beat Wolves, we can do this. Uh, and then on 33 minutes, Jake Bidwell scored their second goal. Uh, yeah, defl- completely deflated. And it was it was an upset, upsetting evening. It was a crap evening. It was uh, it was deflated. Villa, I don't know what happened. Um, they were tired, they were sluggish. Um, but it can't be argued that they didn't make the chances needed to win because we put it on the plate. If uh, Alex Smithies weren't on the, uh, the the game of his life, I'll put it, he did come up with some massive saves in that game. Villa could have, you know, we'd have drawn. We'd have, we'd have took that back. We did score late on after Luke Freeman put one past us with uh, James Jester, but with two minutes to go, weren't happening at all. And uh, the frustration got the better of us. Jack Grealish got a book in it. It wasn't his best game. He shows that kind of, uh, he just loses his head a bit when the game's going against him. We saw it against Bolton as well. When he's getting fouled, when the game's going against him, he'll kick out. He, he you know, once he's uncomfortable, he won't like it. He's been, he's been given the perfect platform to play. And once that, that bit of a uh, difficulty comes, it, it does show him up a bit. Mate, yeah, it was 3-1 against QPR. It gave Wolves and Cardiff a platform to bounce and uh, take their leads. And uh, they did, they, they, they got the wins and now we, we were seven points behind and we had to bounce back and we didn't. And more on that QPR game, I don't know how to react to it at all. It was, uh, it was deflating and it, it was a game that was postponed. It was a game that we predicted would win. It was a game in early March that was pro- postponed due to the beast from the east and you know, all that snow that landed around Villa Park. And I can't, you know, QPR took their revenge. They got the, the game was postponed. They were up for it and uh, 
that to that to give us some. You can talk about the shots that we had, and we can you can talk about the chances that we did create. We we created more chances than QPR, fifteen to their eleven. But um, a lot of these did come from set pieces, and these obviously came later on. And um, first of all, we're awful at set pieces. I'm sorry, but we just we're, we're not very good at them. Every now and then we do get a chest header. That's fair enough. But in general, um, I don't think teams fear it when when we get a when we get a free kick um, because uh, I I don't think any of our players are very good at scoring those. Uh, the, the other thing is that against QPR is basically, yeah, once again, talk about as many shots as we did have. We were on the back foot for all of that game. I hate to say it, but the players went out, they walked it. They essentially let QPR get that early goal and then they bottled it. We don't know how to fight back generally when, when, when teams score against us early on. You know, we, we, QPR essentially scored their goal. They were allowed to sit back. They were allowed to do whatever they wanted for the rest of the match. And we never put them under any pressure whatsoever. There was never a moment in time that QPR were scared. They got the goal and that was it. We did not make life difficult for them whatsoever. Exactly the same thing that happened against Bolton. Uh, the team comes in, scores early on. We'll keep the ball. Thank you very much. Aston Villa don't know how to respond to it. It's a problem for us because we have been riding high. We've been scoring a lot better than our performances. We've looked decent, but we haven't looked like a team that will pass, put four past Wolves. You know what I mean? It's caught up with us. We've, it was aggression to the mean. It was a disappointing result. It shouldn't have happened. It should, I think the score, fair score would have been 1-1. But QPR took their chances and we let in some soft goals. These goals we let in were terrible. Um, I think the, the second and third strike me as two that fl- just simply rolled past Sam Johnston. And I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pick out Sam and blame him. I'm just saying when a ball hits his fingertips, maybe his palm should be there, not his fingertips, especially when it's not in the corner. Yeah, but why is that allowed to happen? Why is that allowed to happen? Why, why, why are these teams allowed to, allowed to, you know, score goals from soft, soft opportunities whilst we have to think about all these near misses that we had where, um, you know, we, we get it, we get the, we, we, we get a shot. Uh, far up against their goalkeeper, one on one, and obviously, uh, obviously we fluff it, right? Why, why, why is it that that all of these opposition are allowed to come to Villa Park, right, and just manage? Well, it was QPR at Villa Park, obviously, which has come up against us. Um, why, why are they allowed to roll in easy goals like that? I, I don't understand. Like, if if we're trying to be the best team in the league, if we're trying to get automatic promotion, stay up there in the race with. With, with Wolverhampton Wanderers and Cardiff, you simply can't go into games thinking you're going to walk them. You have to keep focus all throughout it for the full 90 minutes and not let easy goals like that go in because there are going to be times when when the opposition are coming at you. And I think it was just a case of the, uh, this week in particular, the players underestimated the task and lost focus for large parts of the game, then snapped into a panic and when you're in a panic, you just don't score those goals that you that you score when you're confident. So that's that's what it I'll is. I'll be completely honest. I don't think. I think it was just nerves. I think the pressure got to him. I you know the crowd weren't backing him. To be blunt, I was there, and as, as much as it pains me to say, uh, apart from rallying after the goal and at half time, you know it was really good that the you know a certain section of people stood up and clapped the team off and rallied them at half time, two goals down. It wasn't good enough. Um, we we made a horrible atmosphere at Villa Park. We I think we made our, our players second guess themselves. I think we put a, a nasty, awful, expectant atmosphere out there that wasn't simply thunderous when we were going forward. It was oh wait, what's going to go wrong now? Oh okay, fair enough. And uh, they're sarcastic. The people behind me were laughing at Al Mohammadi. 
And I think if you're projecting that at the pitch, what do you expect? You know, you're there, you pay your money to, you, we don't pay money to watch good football, mate. If you'll go to a football match and you're paying £40 a ticket, you're not there to, to watch good football. That never happens. Yeah. But you, you don't you don't go you don't pay good football to go to Villa Park and see us let QPR roll in two easy goals against us in the first half and barely see a fight. Oh, no, back. but we we have to inspire that fight back. We can't simply go give a big cheer at half time and expect Villa. You know we have to give what what we did in that Wolverhampton game was stand up for ninety minutes and roar the team on regardless. Even at one one. At 2-0, I get it's different. It's different against QPR. But you have to provide that intimidating atmosphere. You have to give your team the best the best surface to perform on. You know, you provide that platform. That's our job. If we're second-guessing, booing, you know, giving the groans out, the team's not going to play. They're not going to turn up. If you're, if you're running at a ball and you're, you can hear groans and sighs from the crowd, you're going to start second-guessing guess, everything you're doing instead of leaping it into, with full confidence. If you're not backing the team, they're not going to, be able, they're not going to make those, those winning decisions, are they? They're going to second-guess themselves. They're going to get nervous. Yeah, but if you're, if you're performing at that sort of level and you're expecting to get promoted, you're expecting to, to, to beat a team like QPR, right? Then you've got to understand that it is going to be that higher amount of pressure on you and, they, and, and the crowd will turn on you. I mean, as a, this, I'm thinking from a, from a player's perspective now, right? The crowd will turn on you if you're not performing to the same standard that you set, right? Especially when the stakes are that high. Like, I would understand if we were gunning for the playoffs and we'd, we'd somehow manage to kind of, you know, get our way back into it if we had a poor start of the season or whatever, then, then I can understand that, right? But if, we're, if we've been performing to such a high level, showing that we can, you know, dispatch teams when we put the effort in, then there is that expectation on you. Because the, the, the fact of the matter is, James, if we wanted to get promoted through the automatic spots, first and second place, then we would have to keep up with Wolverhampton Wanderers and Cardiff City. And the fact of the matter is, against QPR, in that first half, the players were not keeping up with them. And that, I mean, and as, 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 much as, as much as it's a responsibility of the fans to, to, to cheer the team on, that's not the sort of performance that, that warrants it. And I can, I can understand why people weren't happy at half time. No, I, completely, I completely agree. I think you have, you know, a right for it. Uh, I think it's just a vicious circle, isn't it? It's, uh, if you, the fans are only going to be up for it if it's a special occasion like a derby or if the team are playing well and the players, to perform to that standard, would need the fans to be up for it. It's it's not going to both come together at the right time. Um, but, you, you know, you see matches in Germany where the fans are on their feet 90 minutes for win, lose or draw and I don't know why it's so different in England. Like Sam Paoli getting the shit kicked out of him, you know what I mean? It's just it's. I know I know what you mean about St. Pauli, but St. Pauli are a small club, in in comparison to Villa, um, and I think the culture in Germany also warrants that you know teams are allowed to almost not perform too well because it's all about everybody in the community going down to the to the stadium, paying something like fifteen twenty euros to to get into the ground and, and cheer the team on. It's not the same in England where we're expected to dish out 40 to 45 pounds per ticket um, per week. Uh, it, it's, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of football over here. I mean, I, I, it would be, it would be nice that way, just turning up and just having a good time regardless. But, you know, the stakes are higher, man. 
Yeah, I guess the pressure's just getting to us all now, isn't it? You can feel it. Like, especially in that bottom match, you could feel the pressure. It gets, it, there's nerves in the stands. There's, no, there's going to be nerves on the pitch because we project stuff onto the pitch if we're nervous, if we're thinking, oh, we need to win now. It's, you know, I know the, the players have to turn up. I know they do, but um, we aren't, no, nothing's really going right on and off the pitch for us again. We've come to, we've come off such a good run and we've bottled it with two, two crushing losses. And we, we're just in this state now where it's so much worse than what it was a week ago. Like we were so high and happy a week ago, and now look at this. Yeah, because we were performing, and we 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 turned up, and we played our best football, and we stayed focused for the for the full game against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but it means nothing. It means jack all if you can't keep that up. The point is against Wolverhampton Wanderers is that you. The only reason that it was great for us to beat them is because if we beat them, right, and then we keep up that standard of football, we can catch them. That's why it's great. Beating them as a standalone is not enough. And I'm afraid, right, against QPR and Bolton, we needed to get the six points. At the very least, get four points out of those two fixtures. You know, if you lose one, hick, you know, have one hiccup, then okay, right, we'll go again. There's, there, there was, you know, nine games left. But now there's eight games left until the end of the season, right? And we have no hope of catching up Cardiff and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Why? Because they've maintained their standards. They've turned up to every single game, right? Not Wolverhampton Wanderers, to be fair. Right, Cardiff and Fulham, uh, if, if we're looking at those teams, have turned up to every single game, not lost focus, and they've fought back. And uh, unfortunately, we, I, we, we haven't done that. And, and the reason why fans are so angry and so nervous now is because, you know, that, that automatic promotion spot that the players showed that they had the capability to chase last week is now virtually gone. It's, uh, it's, it's falling away fast. Um... It is slipping away quite quickly now, and it is, uh, it's quite sad to see how second place has suddenly jumped away. I mean, it's not entirely unrealistic to expect a drop-off, but Cardiff are really running with full steam ahead with, what, eight games to go? And, of course, they've got uh, nine games to go with their, their postponement today. But nine, it, it's a short amount of time for all of this to happen. You know what you know what I mean? If we've got to make up three games, if Cardiff win today, we've got to make up four games on them, four games out of eight. So they've got to drop points in half of their games. I appreciate two of those games are against Wolverhampton and Villa. So yeah, you could expect them to drop points in those games, but then you've still got to expect them to to lose another two whilst Villa pick pick up another two. It's it's a you know, it has to be the perfect storm for Villa now. Anything anything less than a hundred percent now is you're dead. Well, exactly. And I'm afraid we're, uh, you know, let's let's be blunt, let's be real. We're not getting second place now. You know, we we, we when we let the team off, obviously for losing to Fulham, uh, it was okay. We've we've won so many games, right? We've been on a good run. Now it's okay if we drop a couple of points. But now, you know, looking at the form from our last few games, we 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 we've undone all that hard work. We knew it was going to be hard work, right? And we know that the players are capable of it. Uh, but, you know, last few games, we've seen players fluff opportunities whenever they fall onto their feet. And we've seen long periods of, pray, of play where we're on the back foot and just unable to, to break through championship midfields. Um, I don't know what's happened to Conor Hurahan the past few weeks, but he's been missing. Um, yeah, we're just, not, we're just not scaring teams anymore. And that focus... That, that, you know, that, that lapse in concentration over the last couple of games has now meant that, you know, for the next, you know, for, for the next eight games or so, right, we're basically sleepwalking to the playoffs. 
And that's that's about that, basically. Um, if we drop off from the playoff places now, then it's a total failure. Um, and, and, I, and I should hope we don't. I, we won't, right? I don't think we will. Uh, but basically, until the end of the season now, I'm just sat here. I'm waiting for the playoffs to come. Um, and there's just there's that, that excitement of, of having that end of season chase. It's It's gone. It's sapped. Um, it's finished. We just have to wait now. We have to be patient. Still, uh, Cardiff have got Derby, Wolves and Villa to play. It's possible, but only, 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 mate, if Villa do their part, they ha- it's time to step up. Now or never. Yeah. You know, you've got to get yourself in. You, or, I'm not saying they get second. I'm just saying you need to put yourself in a position to step up. You've got to be the understudy. Cardiff have got second, Wolves have got first. You've got to be the understudy. I mean, you've got to be ready to step into that place if they're not going to do it. Yeah, simply. Exactly. And we have to be, we have to be, um, of good momentum when we walk into the, when we get into the playoffs, basically, uh, because yeah, you know, people, can, people can say about rest, resting players, mate. I'm I'm not for it. No, you, it's, it, what what purpose does it serve? Yeah, you get a few fresh a few weeks off, a few fresh legs. Um, I don't think it particularly worked works well when you're going to uh, you know bench your starters and you're going to you, you're going to put in your reserve players. You're going to put in Henry Lansbury. Yeah, then they do well, and then what do they do? Get benched again. It, 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 it doesn't help the squad dynamics for me, and I don't think I don't think it's in terms of competition. I know it, I know there's a rule coming in against it, so you can't just switch out a team. And I get yeah, fresh legs for the players, but still go for it. If you, you can't just, I know we're all sat here resigned to playoffs, but the squad can't have that mindset. It, you know, it'll be unacceptable for them to have that mindset of waiting for the playoffs. We can have it. Yeah, we can have it. But you know, the, the squad's mindset for the last couple of games just has seemed to be we're too good to. You know, we're we're too good for everybody in the championship, so we're not going to have to work hard. And I don't I don't know why why that mentality suddenly come into the team. That's what it seems like to me. There was a lot coming from Aston Villa as well about how the the team now seem like legends and they're all they're all into it. And there was loads of videos of pranks and stuff, and that's completely cool. Um, what's not cool is when the team bottle it for two games in a row. After that, I get no, they, they can put out whatever content they wanted to. It, they can do whatever they want, but the message they're sending out, it was one of like you've like you've just said, being able to walk the league. We are, you know, we're the big dogs now. We beat wolves. And yet I know we can say it as fans, it's perfectly acceptable for, for us to give it out as fans, because the t- the team are the ones you have to completely deliver and deliver. It's not our job to deliver. We're not on the pitch. You know, we can say what we want. Um, but when you know, I don't know what to say. I can put I'm completely lost for words with that QPR stuff. That was genuinely uh blinding. Um I I'd love to get into the tactics of it, but simply put, we didn't stop any any shot going our way. That's it. We lined up better. I think we gave the game to him, but we did when it come when it come down to it, we didn't. We gave him all the, the time and space in the world to compose a shot, and then we didn't save it. Exactly, and our strikers kept getting caught offside. Uh, whenever we did create opportunities, once again, right, uh, the goalkeepers made an amazing save. You know what? It is in half these op- in half these opportunities. It's not that the goalkeepers made an amazing save. It's that the strikers bottled it in the last minute for for some reason or another. Right, our team snaps mentality as soon as a goal goes in. I mean, we, we we've seen us come back a couple of times. In all fairness, you know, but I mean, it will happen. But. It, it, it was it was a real sort of like lack of finishing ability, and um, I believe right against QPR, our shot conversion rate was something like six percent. You know, fifteen shots, and one goal went in. You, know, you simply just, can't be the team. You simply can't be the team that wins games if you take the lead. That's been our thing. You know, we we get a goal, then we get four more done. 
Um, well, enough about the QPR, enough about QPR, mate. It's three-one. Uh, there's not much to dissect from it except the fact that QPR took their chances and Villa didn't. Very similar to the Bolton game, of course. Uh, played in England, whether the uh, beast from the old beast from the east returned uh, to uh, play us with uh, that that snow. A uh, blanket of snow. Uh, Bolton did a very good job of clearing that pitch because it was you could barely see anything. The orange ball come out, and uh, Bolton Wanderers under Phil Parkinson they took the lead within uh, twenty minutes uh, from a set piece. It was a uh, a low corner. It was a bad corner from Sammy Amiobi that neither John Terry or Connor Hurahan reacted to at all. Um, Darren Prattley was allowed to backheel it across the box, and uh, Adam Lafondra completely unmarked was uh, just tapping, and that's it. That's yeah, the game's yeah, done. Exactly. That was it. And that, 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 you know what the sad thing was, right? You absolutely sensed it. You absolutely sensed it. After that QPR performance, you knew, oh my gosh, here we go again. The team have come out there with no focus. Why is a striker unmarked like that? Adam LaFondra, you know, be, being that striker as well. well it, but it's, you know, it's not even a case of let, let's analyze this and let's see where the players are. He was totally unmarked. He was given acres of space. He was, he, you know, if, if I'm a winger, I'm thinking, wow, I've just walked into, uh, yeah, I've, I've just walked into a shop uh, with, with everything uh, up for sale for free, right? Like, I, I, can, I, can, I can get whatever I want over here. Right, he's he's been able to cross the ball in to uh, a, a striker, you know, w- w- with an easy pass, and yeah, I'm just I'm I'm sorry, but that that was unacceptable. And you knew from there that that that, that the players had, had come out there, you know, just for you know, just to, just to think that they could walk it, and it it was like that for the rest of the game as well. I know we had a couple of chances during that game, a couple of chances that we should have put away, but as far as trying to hammer home a um, a goal at any point during the game, it never looked like it was on. And uh, it was the last 10 minutes as well, which is just the most demoralising because the whole of the last 10 minutes of that game was spent uh, right next to um, uh, uh, right next to our corner flag. Uh, right, oh, sorry, right next to cor- Bolton's corner flag with them taking a throw in, um, you know, for what seemed like, uh, for what seemed like about 10 minutes. And we, we, we basically just did not, did not bother them whatsoever. Bolton walked onto that pitch they grabbed their goal. They walked for the rest of that game, right? And it was a case of our players did not seem like they wanted to score. That corner, mate, we'll go into that corner. That shouldn't have even got to Adam LaFondra. It was a bad corner. John Terry and Conor Huron should have attacked the ball. That ball should have not hit three Bolton players in the box because it was poor. It was a crap ball in. What When that comes in, mate, what I... Um, when I played shitty Sunday league, mate, the first thing they said, crap corner in, you attack it, clear it, clear your lines. That John, you can't tell me that John, John Terry can simply stand there and that, like, and Connor Hoover can simply stand there on the near post and on a man, see that ball come in and not doing a thing about it. And then when it hits Darren Prattley, who is seemingly unmarked on the side of the box, and then let him back heel it across the box. You having a laugh? You can't tell me that these players are worth millions. It's That's an absolute joke, that is. That it's went through so many people. You can blame Bjarnason for leaving Adam LaFondra and Mark completely. But um, the fact that the ball even found three Bolton players in the first place, even found one in the first place from such a, you know, it was a poor corner. And then they just simply replicated it across the whole time. With it, oh, it worked that one time. We'll try it again. The ball should never have hit Darren Bratley. It should have never gotten across. It's a uh, poor Poor play from uh, Terry there. And I think he really did well to get back in the match. And he ended up being, if we have a man of the match, it would have been him for clearing the lines and putting putting a shift in. Our defence just didn't show up the entire day. It was just awful, mate. 
crap. You know, it, when the snow comes in, it's route one. The fact that Steve Bruce went, oh, I'm not going to change the team now. He got there an hour ago, said the weather was fine, then it started snowing, he didn't think to change the team at all. Actually, he did make a change, you know, uh, at a time where it did look like we, we could maybe uh, get something effective going, right? And um, also, I'm going to upset Twitter over here, right? When it's snowing like that, and we're barely getting any opportunities up to our strikers, you don't bring on little Rashan Hepburn Murphy, right? No, that's a joke. It was that's an, a joke. It was a joke. I feel sorry it for it. It was a joke. And it's not it's not Rushan's fault. What's I'm not saying the guy the kid's a poor striker, yeah. He's not he's not accomplishing anything in the snow when the team is playing like that. That's a it's a tough get. You need I'm not saying Rashan Hepburn Murphy's not any more tougher than Keenan Davis, but the snow is blowing him away. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh four strikers, what I will say, uh, Steve Bruce, Steve Agnew, four strikers, just putting on four strikers doesn't mean you score more goals. This is a complete fallacy. It's what I do in football manager when I'm having a panic. Well, you can't you can't score goals if your 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 team is basically resigned to the flipping corner flag, you know, for the last 20, 10 minutes of the game. We we just we, they, 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 the Bolton were allowed to keep the ball and we stopped running. We stopped trying to grab the ball off them. Right, I'm telling you, at about at about half time, the team was already resigned to defeat. That's a that's a game where you lump it. You can't dribble in the snow. It's imp- it, The fact that Jack Grealish managed to do so much in the snow is a testament to his ability. Um, no one else could do that, though. No one else is Jack Grealish. <laughs> and uh, I think he was really unlucky not to score from that dipping volley. He hit it off balance and it just about reached the corner. And I think that was a really good chance for Villa to... Uh, that, that, that could have went in, but... what I, You know, that was a half chance. We had a clear chance from Lewis Graben. That he didn't. He was in the face of goal and he managed to knock it wide. We were unlucky all throughout that game. That that particular opportunity obviously came to his left foot. Uh, there were opportunities that we should have banged in. Um, unfortunately, Bolton, you know, they barely created anything. You know, they 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 basically created one decent chance, and that was it. They they were sorted, absolutely sorted for the rest of the game. Well, you forgot the one after, mate. Directly after the corner, we went into panic mode, and James Bree on the no, admittedly he's on our left back, and he's never played there before. He let John Flanagan. Walk in there, walk into the box with all the time in the world to take a shot. He had acres of space in the box. They could have been easily 2-0 up. Yeah, I mean, the snow was was obviously a factor. But, you know, that's just, just not going to... It's just not something we're going to look back at. You know, at it wasn't a factor for we Bolton, qualify. Well, No, I mean, they, they, it wasn't a factor for them because they, they managed to get a chance when it was an easy chance and they managed to put it in because our defence let them. And... For the rest of the game after that, in those kinds of conditions, you know what? If I any team that takes the lead in that in those kinds of conditions is absolutely laughing, absolutely laughing because the opponents, if they want to try and play fancy football to try and scare you, they can't. It's just not possible. Um, so, you know, effectively in that kind of weather, the kind of team you're afraid of is uh, a championship style lumpet team. Uh, we we don't have the capabilities to play that way now. That's a sacrifice we made, and I think it's I think it's a decent sacrifice. You know, it's fair enough. Um, but and, and we, we we aren't the kind of team that is able to do that. But we are able to play very good, clean football. Um, but for that to work, we we need to keep focus. And it was a case of us losing focus within the first few minutes of the game, and just handing it to Bolton after that. And I I, I just have to say that it's disgraceful considering where where we were and what we were able to accomplish this season. Um, 
that the players would have that kind of a mentality early on in the game. You've got to keep your head. You've got to be playing. You've got to be working. Um, and that's just, that is just the realities of being a footballer at this level. We had two big chances for Scott Hogan and James Bree. Um, if either of those chances were hit with any kind of conviction, they'd have went in. They weren't. They were just simply tapped. Admittedly, Ben Armwick um, pulled off an amazing save for James Bree's Bree's header, but Scott Hogan's, you know, it was cleared off the line. If he hit it with a bit of conviction, it would have went in. Same for Bree. Now, I appreciate him getting on his head on the end of a difficult ball. But and again, Hepburn Murphy had a, a volley the second he came on. If any of these chances were hit with any kind of instinct, that have went straight in, and we you know game over. We'd have done them. They weren't. We we simp- It's again. It's that problem of oh, it's worked this far. You know, one touch, um, getting up, getting a bit of finesse off has worked. But no, you sometimes you need to belt it. You really need to make sure that ball goes through everyone into the back of the net, and it it, it just says a lot about the the character in the squad. I guess I think we raved and raved about how the, the team spirit was there and how you could feel it, and that's all well and good. But when you're trying to fob off a team like Bolton when it's pissing down with snow, we were a joke yesterday. It, 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 it you can say three one against QPR is worse, but I think letting Bolton score that goal and that's that's a goal, mate. In the playoffs, that's a goal that will kill you as well. You'd be done. Away at Craven Cottage. This is what I'm worried about, though. This is what I'm worried about. Teams are going to absolutely come out of the playoffs. They're not going to be afraid. They're going to be other teams in decent form. And uh, once they score a goal early on, is that it? Are, are, are we just not going to be able to combat that? If we if we go to a stadium um, and lose one nil, um, you know, in in the first leg, are we just not going to turn up in the second leg? That's what I'm worried about. We're 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 good when we're win- we're good when we're winning, you know. Fair enough. We're good when we're winning, but uh, you know, seeing the focus in the side as of late, we're letting the other team score the early goal, and then when we do play well, uh, we're playing well and we're we're creating opportunities. Um, we're we're able to get forward, but we're too nervous to score a goal because we're a goal down. Um, and it's just not the mentality that a team. Um, like us should be having, um, and the momentum that we, that that we created, that momentum has effectively gone. We've got a few games to try and pick that back up again, but uh, if we go up against any of those sides in the playoffs, we're gonna falter. We're we're gonna we're gonna bottle it. Um, if if these last two games are to go by, um, people can say that we're overreacting and that it's just a couple of results, but I don't I don't care. No, results. yeah, they are right. We're, we basically what it is is right. Our, a lot of our fan base have been resigned to negative results and and a negative mindset when it comes to football and and basically saying that you know basically accepting mediocrity. When we're in the championship and when we're playing like this and we've got the players that we have right and we've got the capabilities that we have, you've got to have the mindset of a Manchester United fan to some degree, right? You've you've got to well, mate. We- we have that mind. We should have that mindset anyway, because every other team in the league is singing about us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we 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 are we're by default the biggest team in the league, and I'm not saying that to you know say oh look at us. Every team is singing about us, and now it's become this point where we can't even win. You no, know, every time we lose, it's just an it, we're we're becoming almost comical. It's just like oh mind the gap, Aston Is this going to continue for season and season? When a team drops down from the Premier League, are we still going to be the biggest club, the one everyone sings about, and yet the one that can't make it? That's why this is it, right? You know, there's pressure on on the team every single time we lose, right? It's the same as 
Uh, but but you know it shouldn't matter, yeah, because the players should go straight back out there and obviously you know and, and obviously put in another performance, right? I'm I, you know this is you know the, what, what I'm saying about now is 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 the fans need to be you know more ambitious than that. We can't be accepting this kind of this kind of level of football. In fact, it's a bit like Arsenal to some degree, right? If all the other fans in the league you know, make fun of Arsenal fans and laugh at them. But at the end of the day, they get into Europa League and Champions League every single season, right? And that, that, that's that's the kind of eyes that, that other fans have on us right now, right? It's like, yeah, we, we don't care, right? We're still third place in the league. So we're, for, we're still fourth place in the league um, and, and we're still fighting for promotion. We will be uh, next season as well. So the other, you know, other other fans, other teams can, can, can sing about us as much as they want, right? We are a big club in the championship and... <sighs> You know, the, the the reality is we should be getting promoted and we should be getting out of this division and accepting results like QPR and Bolton. No, you know, we, 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 can't, we can't be doing that. Uh, we, those games that we should have won, we should have got six points for from and that, that should have kept us in the promotion race. Uh, and, and now we're basically now no better than whoever finishes sixth in the playoffs. That's, that's where we're at right now. I'll come to the playoffs again at the end, but I just want to speak to you about the uh, tackle that uh, Bolton's Andy Taylor left on uh, Birkia Bjarnason. Uh, he got the ball, admittedly, it was a strong challenge, but he followed through and left uh, quite his mark on uh, Bjarnason. The, the the studs went onto his ankle and it looked quite bad. Bjarnason got up, he walked it off, but... Uh, what do you think of that? That challenge. Right. I don't want to get into poor refereeing in the championship. It's 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 happened so much to us this season. Um, unfortunately, the quality of refereeing um, is is just a bit questionable. Um, that should have been a red card. Bolton players should have been sent off. They should have been down to ten men. Um, it's as simple as that. You can't go in two footed like that. Uh, you know, a millisecond, a millisecond of difference would have meant that that Bjarnason would have would have broken his ankle, you know, to some, quite possibly and um could have been out for uh, for months, right? That 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 was a that was a really 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 poor challenge, right? And and uh, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to see anything come back on this game. Um we're not going to see anybody come back at Bolton because um it's it's one of those things where I don't think that um that anybody will really care because it's going to go down as an underdog performance, a plucky performance from Bolton where, where they managed to beat us. And you know what, right? Um, besides that, I'm, I am going to say it should have been a red card, uh, but it shouldn't have had any bearing on the game regardless. We should have been able to beat an 11 man Bolton. Um, and you know, the way that we played is <laughs> what's to say that we could have beaten them with one extra man anyway. Yeah, perfect. Couldn't have put that better myself. Um, we'll go on to the playoffs then because it is becoming a consideration if we can't make those games upon Cardiff. It, you know, it's a big ask. But that being said, they've got three big teams to play, so it's still it's still up in the air. But then again, Fulham is snapping at their heels as well, so it'll be the uh, best team standing at the end of the day. Uh, in the playoffs, mate, I think there is absolutely no reason that we shouldn't blow away every single team we face. We've got the quality to do it. Keenan Davis is our third choice striker, and he'd start for half the teams in the league. You know what? We've got the quality there to blow away these teams, and if we come away, if we get to, if we don't even get to Wembley, it'd be you know it'd be a failure of a season. Yeah, the playoffs were the aim, but the 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 point is, we have shown that we were so we were able to surpass. We aren't the team that started the year. We aren't Gabby up front and Hogan on the wing or Al Mahamadi on the right wing against Hull at the start of the season. We're a different beast now. We are 
we are a team that have proven ourselves. We beat. We, we weren't the team that lost 3-1 to Cardiff. We're the team that beat Wolves 4-1. So our expectation should rightly change. I don't think the playoff should have been, should be the goal. I think the winning the best of things with some, with some gusto should be the goal now. Um, I get that. But then you also fall into the trap of sack the manager, bring in somebody new. Let's continue this fall down the championship because that's what happens a lot of the time. Yeah, you turn into you turn into Leeds, yeah, don't exactly. you? You turn into Leeds if you do exactly. that. Um, I, I should say at this point now, I do. I think Steve Bruce is doing a, a decent job at Aston Villa. I think he's doing the right thing by delegating to Agnew and Calderwood and leaving the motivational stuff to him. I think the players look up to him. And I think sacking him is, you know, it is an instinct thing and it's just something that will kind of happen. But if we don't make the, you know, he has set, he's raised the bar. He, If he wanted to simply settle for the playoffs and he should have continued with Gabby up front and we'd have finished sixth and we'd have been knocked out in the first round at Craven Cottage and we'd have went, oh, well, at least we got there. We can do better next time. But he's raised the bar. If he wanted to keep his job next year by getting knocked out of the playoffs and he shouldn't have raised the bar, the bar has been raised, mate. We, we are so much better than this. We should be at least finishing third and then we should we should be at Wembley by default. Yeah, but do you, do you know what? Over the last few games, right? Over the, I mean, the last two games, right? I can't even put the blame on Steve Bruce. So, like, but you know what? Steve Bruce made a good system, obviously. Played, played a decent system, right? Hypothetically, that team should have gone out there and, and performed um, as they have done for the last, uh, for the last, you know, few months. But, that's not what happened. You know, apart from a questionable substitution with um, Rushon Hepburn Murphy coming on in the Bolton game and also questionably starting Mila Yedinak uh, over over, over Berkia Bjarnason, um, you know, which he did own up to. I don't think he's done an awful lot wrong in the last couple of games. I think, quite frankly, the players need to look themselves in the mirror and... Uh, and say to themselves, look, we we did not focus for those last two games, and now we have to perform again like we have done. Um, uh, otherwise, we're going to be disappointing a lot of fans, and we're going to be they're going to be disappointing themselves. You know that that fact of the matter is, it wasn't Steve Bruce's fault that we lost against QPR or Bolton. That's my opinion. It w- it was down to the players not having the right mentality going into it. I mean, I guess it is what it is now. Basically, um, we 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 both predicted wins you know the last couple of games um uh, and yeah i i it's changed the landscape of our season because there's just not that many there's just not that many games left um basically so uh looking at us now we're we're on 69 points we're seven points behind cardiff equal on points with fulham um if you're what if anybody at home is feeling you know incredibly dejected i'm wondering if there's any hope i mean if there's any uh chance we fall out of the playoffs um we shouldn't do because we're eight points ahead of bristol city now um and i think you know whatever our whatever our next few games are it's just going to be um it's going to be hard to predict i guess and it's going to be um hard to put any sort of meaning on any of those fixtures uh and I have to say, I think I feel bad for uh, Sky Sports now for putting up, putting, <laughs> well, actually, I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. But, you know, uh, somebody, whoever's decided to put Villa um, as the fixtures for the rest of the season has uh, is probably feeling very disappointed in themselves because they were hoping for, uh, for, a, for a little uh, promotion chase. Yeah, the least we can do is put on a show, put ourselves in a position. And uh, if, if Cardiff are to slip away, I don't think they will. I think Neil Warnock's done a good job to make his uh, bad companies... Uh, Band of brothers, so to speak, uh, fight all the way. 
to claim that second place. Uh, but you, you've got to put yourself in a position. That's all we can hope for now. And uh, Villa, there's no excuse now. Finish third. Do what you can. Don't slip up for the rest of the season, even if you've got games to spare. I want to see Villa play well in the regular season. I don't care about the playoffs. I want to see us finish third. I want to see us finish like the season as best as we can regardless of what it costs us. That's it now. Yeah, that's it. Just get, get the wins under the belt. Look at it now. Don't look at the table. Um, that, that's where we're at now. That's where we're at. Yeah. No, I don't want to see us resting players and getting slammed 4-1 by Millwall on the last side of the season. Going into the playoffs. No, no. It'd be a joke. But um, yeah, um, I've got, I'm off for a week. So uh, get in touch. Any films you can suggest for me to watch, uh, any classic Villa games or any books to read. I'll get into that. But uh, we don't have a game to preview. Uh, next week, we'll be talking a bit more about Lewis Graben, I think. I think we want to look at his career because he's weird and wonderful and shows that, you know, the testament to the character of the man. He won't settle for a bench place at all. He wants to be up front and scoring goals. So yeah, hopefully a bit more of that from the man when we return uh, with our games against Hull. Uh, any final thoughts, mate? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, if there's any other sort of like Villa players, past or present, that you want us to kind of like, look into next week, you know, uh, we, I'm sure we'd love to do a little another little mini biography, um, you know, because we, we, me and James are just kind of thinking of what we could do on the international break. Uh, maybe I think one of the ideas we've been playing with is doing like a little bit of an international watch and kind of um, looking at players' performances, you know, across for the different countries that they're playing at. Um, so, you know, um, if, if you've got any, if you've got any thoughts on what you'd like us to talk about next week, you know, just feel free to shoot them at us. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we'll catch you same time next Sunday, uh, looking at some international games, looking at perhaps why Robert Snodgrass didn't feature for Scotland. A bit weird. Um, and of course, Louis Scraven. So yeah, uh, we'll be previewing Hull as well. So catch you next Sunday. Goodbye.